Morning, y'all. I'm Katie Kamen, and it's Wednesday, September 21st. As we approach midnight tonight, we can mark the official 33rd anniversary of Hurricane Hugo, the monster storm that made landfall just north of Charleston at Sullivan's Island. The storm was a Category 4 with maximum sustained winds of 135 to 140 miles per hour. The storm produced the highest storm tide heights ever recorded along the U.S. East Coast. And at the time, it was the strongest storm to hit the U.S. in 20 years. It was also the costliest, blamed for about $7 billion in damage. We do hope it's a once-in-a-lifetime storm. One of those is definitely enough. And while we're on the subject of the weather, though, let's get your forecast at the Live 5 First Alert Weather Center. Hey, good Wednesday morning. I'm meteorologist Joey Sofine. Lots of sunshine on the way, starting out in the 60s and low 70s this morning. 87 at lunchtime and up in the low 90s for high temperatures this afternoon. A high and sunny Wednesday. Last day of summer, first day of fall tomorrow at 93 degrees, mostly sunny. Won't feel like fall for uh, too much longer. We'll see temperatures drop down about 80 degrees on Friday. So a cold front comes through Thursday night. Cooler mornings, big story by the weekend. We'll start out on Saturday. Saturday morning in the 50s, low to mid 80s for high temperatures on both Saturday and Sunday. You're listening to Morning Y'all, your local headlines and first alert weather forecast from the Low Country's news leader, Live 5 News. Morning Y'all is sponsored by MUSC Health. Join a team that's changing what's possible. MUSC Health is hiring for all locations and various positions, including radiology, path and lab, maintenance, and a number of other professions. Find out more about the competitive pay rates and benefits or review a more comprehensive list of current openings at muschealth.org careers. MUSC Health, changing what's possible. Now let's check your morning headlines. New this morning, the Beaufort County Sheriff's Office is investigating a shooting in the Hilton Head area. Deputies say they responded to shots fired in the area of Muddy Creek Road around 8.05 last night. One victim was found with a gunshot wound at the scene and taken to a local hospital. No word on their condition or the identity of that victim. The investigation continues. A North Charleston High School student who was hit by an out-of-control bus is being called a hero. A Facebook post from North Charleston High School Athletics states the 15-year-old student pushed a fellow student out of harm's way just before that crash yesterday. The post states that student is recovering. The post also noted that other students rose to help the scared and shaken elementary kids off of that bus to make sure that they were safe. Charleston County School District officials say there were eight students on the bus. Another student was hit by debris and was taken to the hospital. An investigation into what caused the crash is still underway. Governor Henry McMaster is responding to parent complaints about an assignment involving transgender people in a letter to the chairman of Charleston County School Board. Live 5's Anna Harris has more about how this all started and what CCSD is saying. Governor McMaster released a statement with a parent letter attached to it. The letter from that parent says the assignment is, quote, completely dismantling family values. Governor McMaster says he shares their concern. McMaster stated the letter came from the parent of a seventh grade boy. 
He claims the boy was given an assignment in his health class at Camp Road Middle School about a transgender teenager making his transition. The article is called I Am Leo. In the letter, the parent says she met with the school principal and the seventh grade administrator about why the health teacher gave this assignment. They say, quote, he was in a rush and that this was his lesson plan he had to use a few years ago and didn't even realize the article was there. When the parent spoke to the health teacher separately, he said it was part of a larger assignment he had the students complete. Governor McMaster sent a letter to Dr. Eric Mack, the CCSD board chair, about this incident. McMaster says, quote, if parents decide to introduce their children to the ideas discussed in this article, then it is in their sole discretion to do so at a time or age and in a way they deem appropriate. It certainly should not be done by a public school teacher without parents' knowledge. Charleston County School District spokesman Andy Pruitt says the district learned last Wednesday there were concerns. This led to an investigation that revealed an assignment was left for students to complete with a substitute teacher during the health class without parents' prior knowledge. Pruitt says the assignment was supplemental and was not given a grade. Dr. Eric Max sent a response, quote, based on a review of events, district officials listened intently to parents' concerns and acted swiftly to address them last week. We regret this occurred without prior notification to parents and surely value their right to determine if and when they prefer materials not be shared with their children and young adults. I have requested that CCSD leaders ensure all staff receive information annually regarding opt-out protocols and that such protocols be followed moving forward. Pruitt says district staff regrets that this matter occurred and Camp Road administrators are willing to meet with any concerned parents. You can read the full statements from all parties under this web story on Live5News.com. In Charleston, Anna Harris, Live 5 News. This afternoon, CARTA board members and the public will meet to discuss updates to the 21-mile-long Low Country Rapid Transit Project. Yeah, officials say they're moving down the road with this project, and at today's meeting, they hope to get one step further in that process. Our Lauren Quinlan joins us live with more on what's to come from this meeting. Good morning, Lauren. Good morning. Project officials say the Low Country Rapid Transit project will be the first of its kind in the state, and the goal of the LCRT is to serve the greater Berkeley, Charleston, Dorchester region by expanding bus routes. At today's meeting, officials will be discussing a few topics dealing with the Low Country Rapid Transit project. There is a request for approval on the intergovernmental agreement, which spells out the rights and liabilities of all parties involved in this project. This includes funding, design, and operation. Project officials say making sure the process from design to construction goes smoothly is important to them. Mike Seekings, Carter chairman, says so far everything has been working out, and this is just the next step to get things moving. While working on this project, Seekings says it's also important for Carter to keep an eye on their current system and ridership post-pandemic. We're slowly but surely getting back to pre-pandemic numbers. You can see it in the downtown routes and in the corridors up in North Charleston. So just seeing how our system is performing and right now really well. And the other thing we always want to look at is our bottom line. Um, how are we doing with taxpayer money as we bring this service to the streets? Seeking says if everything goes well today, they'll be approving the 2023 budget for the Lowcountry Rapid Transit Project. He says this budget is in the mid-20 millions, which is less than previous years. Now, there will be a public comment period during today's meeting, and Seeking says he encourages the public to come and share their thoughts and feedback on the project. 
This afternoon's meeting starts at 1 p.m. in North Charleston at the Barrett Lowermore Conference Room. For that exact address, just click on this story on Live5News.com. Reporting live in North Charleston, Lauren Quinlan, Live5 News. Well, we're following breaking news out of uh, overnight out of our sister station in Cincinnati. WXIX is now reporting two children have died in a house fire that injured several others. Authorities say the fire that broke out on Saturday sent four children to the hospital in serious condition. Those children were ages eight, five, one, and just nine months. Neighbors who witnessed the fire described hearing a sound like an explosion before seeing a plume of smoke. Now, no adults were in that house at the time of the fire, and the investigation is still ongoing. The Charleston Redevelopment Corporation says they want the community to know that they're actively preserving and building affordable housing in the low country, and today they are getting that opportunity. At this afternoon's Planning Commission meeting, they'll be presenting the efforts they've made to increase affordable housing in Charleston over the last couple of years. Our Molly McBride spoke to the CEO of the Redevelopment Corporation to get a sneak peek of what he will be presenting. Good morning, Molly. Good morning. I spoke to the CEO, F.A. Johnson, who says the city's planning commission reached out asking to learn more about what's going on in the community and for an update on some current affordable housing projects. Johnson says within the last two years, the Redevelopment Corporation has preserved 84 units across the city to ensure they stay affordable. He says they've also committed $17 million to affordable housing projects, including the Bulls Creek project that recently broke ground, with three additional projects in the works. He says they want to provide home ownership op opportunities as well, in addition to multifamily options. They're currently financing two subdivision projects in West Ashley. Overall, Johnson says affordable housing efforts are critical and that everyone deserves to be able to afford to live where they work, regardless of the economy. Charleston is blessed by the fact that it's a strong market, strong um, economy and strong housing, but that also puts a lot of pressure um, to make sure that there are housing options for everyone. Johnson says he's excited to be able to update the community about these ongoing efforts. The presentation will take place at 4.30 right before the regu regularly scheduled Planning Commission meeting. Both will be live streamed on the City of Charleston's YouTube channel. For that link, visit live5news.com and click on the story. Reporting live in downtown Charleston, Molly McBride, Live 5 News. Thank you, Molly. Google says it's giving a $5 million grant to help rural and underserved South Carolina communities get access to technology. The new grant is aimed at expanding computer science skills and education. Staff on the National 4-H Council say these skills are critical to sparking interest in STEM sub subjects and promoting workforce development skills. The funds will also help teach young people through Clemson Cooperative Extension's programs and resources. Well, some great news. The River Dogs, they have done it again. They're now back-to-back -back Carolina League champs. They got to keep their title after a 6-2 win over the Lynchburg Hillcats last night. The River Dogs finished the postseason with a 4-0 record. So happy for them. Congratulations to the home team. Absolutely. Right? I've still never gone to a River Dogs game. You have I'm missing out. Oh, I have to. I have you are to missing out. The location, <laughs> the team, um, just all the... the the fun, the fun surrounding the game. And Joey said that I think it's Tuesdays or Thursdays 
during the regular season, you can bring your dog. Oh, so I need to bring O'Malley. That. That's yeah. what he said. I, I could take dice. We can meet up one day. <laughs> you said Tuesdays and Thursdays. Okay. One of those days. We're usually working. I'd, I'd have to take a PT. We'll have to look yeah, at the we'll schedule. We'll have to look at the schedule. From the birthday file, author and comedian Fanny Flagg is 81. Author Stephen King is 75. Charleston favorite Bill Murray is 72. David James Elliott from JAG is 62. Actor Rob Murrow from Northern Exposure turns 60. Country singer Faith Hill is 55. Talk show host Ricky Lake is 54, and actor Alfonso Ribeiro from Fresh Prince is 51. Thanks for joining us for Morning Y'all. From Live 5 News, I'm Katie Kamen. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to Morning Y'all, produced every weekday morning and sponsored by MUSC Health. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts or listen anytime at live5news.com slash podcasts. And download the free Live 5 News app for your mobile device for the latest local news and weather updates 24-7 from Live 5 News, the Low Country's news leader.